0: What it sounds like okay so we should talk Yo. what you're on listening on? to is actual footage of episode 29 of the sweet valley diaries podcast being recorded what's going on indeed how are you so great uh i'm gonna turn the gate down a little bit that's probably or at least too much. that's what it was supposed to be now let's talk some more okay This seems cool. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys paint in here, or was it painted? Denise, a returning guest on the show, offered up her West LA apartment as a recording space. When
1: we moved in, and I fucking hate it. Uh I hate my bathroom so much.
0: (laughs) Other than the the new location, location, it was business as usual.
1: No, like professionals won't come in to do it. Oh, bummer. But like the ceiling is done and the
0: walls are done, so like I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't don't know. know. I think it's kind of fun. I looked, that, particu- that particular shade of teal is one of my favorite colors. Yeah. But it does seem like it would be a bitch to paint over. It's so dark,
1: especially because the room is so small. And then also that with the coral ceiling makes it feel like I'm in some like weird Florida beach condo. You
0: know what I mean? <laughs> I guess. But they weren't in a weird um, Florida beach condo. They were someplace much weirder. Since December of 2017, this program has been fearlessly reporting on the works of one Francine Pascal with a no-holds-barred analysis. One sock in the load has never come out of the wash squeaky clean. Jessica Wakefield. But as of late, the quote-unquote evil twin has been comporting herself rather well. Maybe a little too well. If you ask this reporter, it's suspicious.
1: Either like coffee, emergency, water, or like whiskey, water, or something else. The oh,
0: conversation what? began the way many Sweet Valley Diaries recordings begin with a discussion of how many cups were on the table. It was a lie. I constantly have like totally, totally feel multiple that. beverages. I remember actually just at the, the last party at Kim and Dave's yeah. <clears throat> that I had two cups in my hand yeah. and was getting sh- shit about. It. But listen carefully because what starts as an innocent conversation about double fisting quickly takes a hard left turn. It was like a glass of wine and a glass of water. Yeah, like <laughs> You're like, okay. You gotta have two. You gotta have two cups. Yeah. I feel like there's a ghost in here. I should, uh, sorry that was a weird thing to just throw out there. Um, no, I'm just glad because because you didn't the say the it shaking. when Danica was around because she's like terrified of aww um of ghosts yeah it might have been my foot it's probably just our legs that's not a ghost most likely i don't think they're real the ghosts yeah uh yeah yeah are you comfortable going on the record with that yeah okay i've said it before should that be my (laughs) opener (laughs) no okay i mean you can you should do whatever nefarious forces were at work they left the women alone for a few minutes. Perhaps they were unconcerned, as long as the conversation stayed away from the book at hand, bitter rivals. Which it did. For a long time. I had an idea mm-hmm. that we could open the episode, or I could open the episode by saying, uh, mm-hmm. previously on Sweet Valley Diaries, mm-hmm. and then I, c- oh, then I can play the clip of you laughing about Enid's name being Enid. <laughs> um totally. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right, cool. Oh, I highlighted this line, but I don't think it's going to come up in the show. Oh, God. That's like my... When I die, that's going to be what I want on my tombstone. (laughs) She wished she could eat a sandwich. I was just like, I think I said fuck you to the book (laughs) at that point. Like, what is it? Sandra? Sandra, eat a damn sandwich. Like, you could eat whatever you want. You're allowed. All right, anyway, there's the, that kind of thing, I guess, does come up in the book. All right, I should look at my... Ooh, we're going to need to look at the cover. Anyway, let's get started, shall we? Let's. <coughs> mm. ha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Sweet Valley Diaries, the podcast where 16-year-olds cancel ski trips to Lake Tahoe to attend lavish costume parties at multi-million dollar estates. So great. <laughs> Super relatable. That's, uh, like,
1: nothing has summed up my high school experience more succinctly. You know what I mean? Same.
0: Same. (laughs) I'm sure everyone can relate. Everyone gets it. Okay, we should, the cover of the book, I'm going to read the title. Do you have the book there? I do. So if you would read that part after I say the title. What number is it? 29? Mm, Yeah. Book number 29, Bitter Rivals. Will Elizabeth be forced to choose between Amy and Enid? Oh my gosh. Could there be higher stakes for a book? No. Will she be forced forced to choose? Hi. Welcome to Sweet Valley Diaries. I am your host, Marissa Flaxbart, and joining me again today is the fabulous Denise Boylan. Hello, Denise. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be back. I am thrilled to have a good excuse to have you back. Um, <laughs> the model, listeners, gladiators, we're calling them now, by mm, the way. Mm-hmm. Love it. Thank you. Uh, Gladiators are aware probably that maybe, sorry, (laughs) fucking this up. the gladiators may have picked up on the fact that for this season I've been trying to invite people back on the show to talk again about a particular character that they talked about before so I had a friend on who had talked about this guy named Bill Chase in a previous book well we had another Bill Chase book so I asked Russ to come back on Um, we had another book about Trisha Martin sort of Kara Walker Stephen Wakefield so I asked my friend Katie to come back on and she's sort of like an expert in this now is the way I see it like these people have only read these Sweet Valley books, but in a way that makes them experts. But um, your book that you were previously a guest on Mm -hmm. was the fabulous, seminal, book number six, Dangerous Love. That was a journey. Yeah. Yeah. In which Todd Wilkins um, has the motorcycle Mm -hmm. and it ends with Elizabeth in a coma. Classic. So Todd is gone. Yeah. He moved to Vermont. So long. Uh, Yeah. They really like
1: the Northeast in this. Is that just for this book or is that like the whole series? They're fascinated by like the Northeast New England area, it seems like.
0: So this is an area that I should probably do more research in if I really want to truly claim my Sweet Valley expert title. Mm -hmm. But the sense that I have gotten from reading various things about Sweet Valley High, the way the series was created, was that it was written in New York City, like in... By people that were living in New York City. Mm. And in some cases, those people may not have fully had a huge 100% grasp on what life in California was right. actually like beyond, you know, movies or vacations or totally. stuff like that. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah. P- listeners uh, or Denise, you two mm-hmm. don't take that as gospel, but I know I do know that they were being written in New York City. Right, interesting. Uh, so probably a lot of East Coast ties. And, yeah, I mean, we both live in Los Angeles. Certainly, mm-hmm. there are a lot of East Coasters yeah. here. Um, although I feel like more than any other place, I meet people from Florida. Really? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people from Chicago like myself and you yeah, yeah, yeah. spent time in Chicago as well.
1: Yes. And I have a very skewed sample cuz I did improv in Chicago so I know a lot of people who moved out here from there. A lot of people
0: do that. Writing and acting, yeah. Well cuz a lot of people moved to Chicago specifically to do improv mm-hmm. and then moved to LA right. to like have their writing career, comedy career, whatever, acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and you're from the South. Yeah. So you imagine you know you probably meet people from the South out here. Mhm. We, I mean, we have some mutual friends out here that are from yeah, the South. Yeah, true. We're not talking about Sweet Valley High anymore, <laughs> are we? But this is, pro- I hope this is interesting. Anyway, and I'm to having, catch up with you. Yeah, I'm having fun. <laughs> um, just letting, I mean, the listeners want to know what our lives are like, yeah. right? <laughs> Just I want to know what my life
1: is like too. I'm like, yeah. what is going
0: on? Well, part of the value <laughs> part of the value of this uh, program is the sort of you know hanging out with your friends, cool mm-hmm. vibe that uh, listeners get out of it. So, love it. I hope that's true because that's how we're doing it. <laughs> um, but okay, so dangerous love, book yeah. number six. We can't return to those characters right now. That was a unique situation. But there was a moment in that book where the character of Enid Rollins came up and your delight at just the name Enid it uh, was unforgettable. It's, I don't have the words. Yeah. So in my heart, <laughs> you became um, an Enid person. Yeah. And I thought that... This book was a perfect time. I, I maybe you are nerd to it now. Like, are you inoculated against Enid's name after reading this entire book? Um, I it still made me smile, but now I'm a little more okay with it. Right. Okay, good. <laughs> lots of names in this book, actually. There's yeah, tons of names, character name drops. Um, so, at the end of the last book, at the end mm-hmm. of book twenty-eight, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we. Uh, Ended it with Elizabeth being really excited because her childhood friend, who had moved away after sixth grade, Amy Sutton, was coming back to town. Also, great name. Amy Sutton. Amy Sutton. Classic. Just a name. Yeah. Uh, And she was at the beach and telling everybody, and we were seeing inside Enid's heart that Enid was nervous about this new person. Because even though Enid and Elizabeth are like inseparable best friends... Amy knew Elizabeth first. She is pres- she is uh, predicting that she's now going to be having to share Elizabeth with Amy, and she doesn't know if she's going to be able to compete with Amy. Mm-hmm. Uh, famously, and this gets across, I think, pretty mm-hmm. clearly in this book, yeah. in it is considered by popular girls like Jessica Wakefield to be boring. Right. At one point in this book... Jessica refers in her, in her own mind to Enid as, I think it's dull and dependable, <laughs> <laughs> as if those two qualities are like equal levels of badness. She's like, ugh, what a dependable friend. Yeah. Disgusting. Um but we should get into that cuz actually now that I'm thinking about it we should probably read that whole quote cuz it's it's kind of gross like yeah. Jessica is not Jessica this is not a good book for Jessica. No. She's she's really going through it. <laughs> this comes on the heels of Jessica having a lot of books where at the end of it uh, at the end of our conversation about the about the book um, on the podcast, my guest is like, oh, Jessica, in this book, you know, I wouldn't mind being a Jessica based on this book. And I have to grudgingly admit, like, yeah, Jessica did some cool stuff. In the last book, Jessica planned and executed a really weird cheerleading fundraiser hmm. uh, that went off great. Good job, Jessica. In this book, Jessica is just terrible. <laughs> she's full sociopath. She yeah. is manipulating people's <laughs> lives. In multiple ways. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. <laughs> I keep saying let's get into it, but we're in it. We're in it. Here we are. So the first thing that happens in the book is basically that Elizabeth stands up Enid because Amy is in town.
1: Yeah. What I think, um, I might be getting ahead of myself here, but I'll, I'll just say it because I think it kind of Go for um, it. covers a lot of the book. Um. When I first started reading this book, before we got into all the hijinks, I was like, they're painting this in a very realistic light. Like, I feel like I have been in all three of those, maybe a little less of Amy's shoes, but I feel like I've been in all of the shoes of like, how do I choose between these two friends? Or, oh is this friend choosing somebody else over me or like, you know, like that especially, insecurity, especially in high school. Yeah, totally. And so I, before it got crazy in true sweet Valley fashion, um, I was like, they're doing this really well. I thought. And Elizabeth like is a good person and a good friend, but she was like, I I don't know. I'm, I'm stressed out. And then like her excitedness over her old friend coming back, she's like, Oh shit. I stood up Enid. And you know, like it was just a whole thing of like, how do I balance this and I want them to like each
0: other, but I don't know if that's going well. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have the three players on this. Uh, we have Elizabeth Wakefield, obviously, mm-hmm. Enid, and then Amy Sutton are the kind of three main characters in this triad. And the dynamics, I think, you know, one thing that I thought was really interesting, if you don't mind my uh, jumping into the reading like oh, really quickly. Please do. We got a lot of Enid backstory. Uh, yeah. in this book. And some of it was stuff that we have... If you read the whole series, you would have already known, but some of it was like a little bit of new... The show now underway. Infirmary. Something went wrong. Very wrong. What happened? In this reporter's opinion, it was Jessica's revenge. That's right. A haunted podcast. But... The thing that gets me is that, like... A ghost is supposed to be dead, Right? And to the best of my knowledge, Jessica Wakefield's not dead. I mean, uh, frankly, uh, uh, to be blunt, I—I uh, I didn't think Jessica Wakefield was ever really alive. <clears throat> Shows what I know, I guess. Be forewarned: the following audio is difficult to listen to, despite sounding like an overlong highlight reel of *Sweet Valley Diaries* commentary. It is completely unedited. Even the raw audio files were corrupted. At one particularly harrowing point, the conversation pauses when Denise gets a text message from a friend. It is only truly safe to listen to the rest of this episode if you're the kind of person who just likes to have podcasts on in the background so you don't feel like you're home alone. But if that's the case... You're probably not hearing the words that I'm saying at this very moment. Cheesequake. Gazebo. Pepper grinder. Nozzle. Sorry, just. That afternoon, Enid wasn't paying much attention to her surroundings. She was thinking about Elizabeth and transition period after she moved. Depressed about her parents' divorce, she'd gotten mixed up with the wrong kid. So she went through a long withdrawn period, spending most of her time alone, usually buried in a book. Enid admired Elizabeth and counted on her advice and support. And that Elizabeth had held on gratitude. Enid often watched Elizabeth and Jessica with a mixture of amazement and envy. Come in and it's going to kind of mess up those dynamics. But, Mm but, Enid, I'm only going to come out looking bad and then I'm going to screw things up for myself. So her hands are kind of tied. Elizabeth's and Enid's perspectives, where the relationship, their friendship is described in. clinging to one another. Yeah. And I mean, I'm certainly tempted because it's fun to go describe here that Enid is, thinks of Elizabeth like the closest thing to a sister that she has. Yeah. So, I think. That's this woman, you know. Yeah, that's the yeah, perspective. yeah. But yeah, absolutely. It's not, you don't need to, it doesn't need to be. Uh, if it's just lit, then it's right. It's, um, oh, okay. It's, if, you, if you press it, it is. Elizabeth, and she doesn't. Really look like her? That Amy Sutton. Yeah. Was oh, it, yeah. Right? Because Amy shows up in town, mm-hmm. and one of the first things that actually makes Elizabeth a little Amy from sixth grade was they talk about how she's a tomboy. As uh, she Lynn to- Sutton? Yeah.
1: She is badass. Yeah.
0: She moved to Connecticut. I want to be here. Yeah. Um, and Amy, though, of course, when Amy comes, the most perfect teenage girl <laughs> alive. So, one of the first things that happens in the book, I guess, do with this um and enid and amy up to instagram yeah 1000 yeah sweet valley diaries on instagram i will put in town a day early um oh we should say that fucker what is yeah what is this Ugh, seriously i didn't even think about that part of it i think it's a little bit bullshit actually because like she'll still they were only going to be gone for the weekend With This is like oh you're here already oh my gosh like i'll come over and say hi she's really cognizant of this so cool he does say i hate to say it but that's what makes it creepy right because you're aware Um, yeah uh, how old are they
1: in this 16
0: 16 uh so (laughs) and the gray eyeliner brings out the gray in her gray eyes so cool and i don't know what do you think about amy at this point
1: the entire like however many years they were apart i was like Red alert, red alert, back up, back
0: up. A lot of experience dealing with a person who is very much like <laughs> yes, Amy. true. Jessica. <laughs> and so that they can finally meet because she's so thrilled for them to meet. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's going to be perfect. And go to brunch at the pancake house. hmm So can I read again? Um All good. Elizabeth and Amy were on their way to the restaurant to meet Enid. Elizabeth couldn't pancake house, Elizabeth had warned Amy, feeling ordinary in a cotton sweater and a pair of corduroy jeans. Handsome stranger on the way. Ugh. Her gray eyes widened. We might even meet him. Yeah. So the book describes Enid putting butter on her pancakes, and they're just like, I'm talking about the, the backstory. But the backstory is important, mm-hmm. but like from here, the book can't stay mad at Amy because every time she tells Amy that all. And is calling out her Amy, name, Amy. Amy,
1: Amy, and Amy just
0: no, Yeah. Absolutely not. Well, and uh, Elizabeth early on. In- yeah, for sure. Um, but then when, like, okay, but she, again, Enid feels like her hands are tied. Like yeah. she can't be so jealous. Um, which I feel like because he's the most significant by far. Did we get a last name for him or is he just Christopher. I don't know. I guess we were maybe we're too. Who's Christopher? <laughs> Lila's look was devastating. Christopher, the Sh- tree. Winston laughed. As opposed to the fowler trunk, that is, he said teasingly. Amazing blue eyes. <laughs> they just sort of pierce right through you. <laughs> And he's from Kennebunkport, Maine, apparently. He's a terrific yachtsman, she goes oh on to say. God. All the girls are hot for Christopher. Yeah. At one point later on in the book, Amy, who's been talking about this guy named... His, he has the most beautiful curly blonde hair. You could just want to run your fingers through it. It's oh like... Oh,
1: my <laughs> thing. And they're like, everything is like, I'm in love. And yeah. it's like, you have literally... you yeah. so
0: weird on so many counts. Yeah. And anybody who does know any of the players here is like, when in the book, like, uh, oh, well, so what happens is Amy... Agrees to go to the ski. Elizabeth buys her ski gloves. Mm-hmm. Like they keep talking about it, but Amy has like not made the connection. Great, actually, because they're starting. Both Elizabeth and Enid are starting to realize that maybe it will be more. And this is where one one of Jessica's can okay. I? So we could go really into it, but I think we could also do it service. just sort of natural jessica being jessica kind of way right uh which is that when elizabeth Mm -hmm. she has stood her or got like come shown up at like 10 p.m on a (coughs) night (coughs) there um
1: what's i gonna say but i feel like if i were her that would be the moment that i'm like okay fuck this like what
0: she is supposed to meet amy at the dairy burger and she does meet amy yeah I and amy, about that. amy tries to make some excuse like oh no that's what i thought too but then i forgot about this fu- yeah oh no i did highlight it i just can't find all my highlights okay is she posting is she in the hospital or something she texted me she is okay
1: sister got her and brought her to the hospital mild concussion
0: yeah (laughs) are you sure
1: is that okay all right yeah
0: yeah yeah um asked her now to do something that is not can you i want a book on the ant. just being like when the fuck are you coming to my about this like what should i do should i ask her it's all just because of this dumb party you know so (laughs) what do you mean look jessica said earnestly It's not as if Amy were trying to get out of the ski trip altogether, Jessica pointed out, with Enid to show up either. I guess I can understand about the party, Elizabeth said. Elizabeth stared at her. What are you talking about? (laughs) Enid hasn't been so sweet and good-natured about it. (laughs) And Elizabeth gets into Elizabeth's head for someone as dull and dependable as Enid. (laughs) She's like, don't wake the beast. <laughs> yeah. But that, like, she there's so she's doing a, uh, what's it called a? I mean, <laughs> she's gaslighting Elizabeth. Oh my god, totally. <laughs> Thank
1: you. And she like she doesn't take that into consideration at all. She's just like, I need. to loves herself more than anything in the world, and yeah. Elizabeth is like a f- distant second. Just from like remembering the books that I had read when I was younger, and then like the two that
0: I introduced, I uh, never, I don't remember ever being like, oh, that's to be each other. Right. I think the book actually, as often as they pretend to be each other, they already said that she loves cheerleading and she was a cheerleader at her old high school. Right. Um, And like
1: Amy, just kill
0: her to like take over. (laughs) The Bradley family. (laughs) Missly tells enid or does ask enid like mm-hmm. i think we should move it one more time i know that and i'm like <laughs> i'm like see they at yeah. this point like you are not elizabeth fully thinking that sh- that like fully gaslit on team amy mm-hmm.
1: it is it in the um moment where elizabeth says she's gonna go
0: amy did that happen okay yeah this is my number one biggest question okay yeah. i was tra- Enid and Elizabeth were going to drive to the party together Mm -hmm. about this Amy thing. Yeah. uh Uh-oh. But you know, they're sweet. Yes, love. Jessica Cleopatra. Jessica is the hottest (laughs) we
1: Oh, I guess this would be pre-car accident. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: (laughs) <laughs> has a princely, Ew, handsomeness. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, uh, at this camp in Maine or whatever, yeah. like where he was a yachtsman. I don't know. So I, I might be what getting a turn the about. That. So let's see if this time I can uh, find the thing that I'm going to read. Christopher confided that he had escaped to L.A. because Lila got to be a bit much at times, <laughs> with times trading opinions about other guests. Dancing and laughing together and having a wonderful time. Out of nowhere, Amy Sutton appeared and asked Chris if he'd dance one tiny little dance with her. Enid wished that she'd worn something a little less athletic, something prettier. To her, the rest of the evening was ruined. For Enid, Amy followed her and Chris everywhere. caustic. Enid Rollins, she said, her eyes flashing fire. He's mine, she said savagely, leaning closer. He's mine, Enid. Not you'd like to. Ooh. Amy spun on her, Amy spun on her heels, gaping. Her oh, beeping.
1: oh my God! Amy is, Amy's got issues. But Enid threw out something like, "I wasn't gonna," but Enid wasn't about to tell
0: Liz. Searched uh, since I have the Kindle version, I yeah. searched for the phrase "get lost" to see if we <laughs> saw that scene. Insinuate this now, okay? So I just missed it. Yeah. All right. I mean, to be fair, it was very easy to like think. manipulated somehow into driving her home. Yeah. And Enid's th- I would be too by that point, I think. Yeah, I guess if she thinks Amy is gone, Mm -hmm. she's out with friends, and she's like, oh, now Elizabeth at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, Did you like that? Do you like that I did. She was like. Which is wise and uh, maybe not the most obvious thing in the world, but true. I can't get anyone's name right. Elizabeth was like, Enid would have told me. And Amy's a cheerleader. Yeah. And there's trouble in cheerleading paradise. Yes. how <laughs> we need new members. In the perpetual calendar of Sweet Valley High, it's become <laughs> pledge season yet again. We haven't had a pledge season in a while. I think <laughs> like Robin Wilson was fat before and now she's the champ and <laughs> she wants to be in PVA. Anyway. What a journey. Oh my God. Yeah. Usually we lump them all together, but the oh, two most can. important boys yeah. Yeah, have their own. Maybe Ooh. they were both. Jay McGrath is a good name. Jay McGuire. I'm pretty sure I went to hit my last name. I really didn't like it. No, that's weird. <laughs> is in love with Jay McGuire. Yeah. She is convinced that he is the one. Managed ...to get him for her dialogue partner. This week, they were pretending to be tour guides, learning the names. But when their gaze is locked after class one day, Jessica knew that true love between... How do you compete with I a senior? I guess the
1: answer is you can't compete, but... Uh,
0: it's called Miss Lovelorn Mm -hmm. terrible name (laughs) love stuff love stuff and the first column seems pretty good like they're giving pretty ah yeah it was me oh I know what you're gonna say you are in this book it is to be dating someone that's a different age from them (laughs) there's the funny line where Jessica have a fight and they then Jessica hangs out with Jay. so let's
1: talk at the place where everybody makes out
0: yeah and I knew it. He added a minute later. I should never have come up here with you. <laughs> Fully broken up. But anyway, yeah. So she does this totally. Does she, like, convince
1: him that. <laughs>
0: but then Jessica's fuck up is like also that I don't like that he's a year younger than me. He got this crazy idea and it's how do we of to the demonstration column. <laughs> so Elizabeth has to do it and basically publishes the two letters. One. Yeah, she's so sh- proud of herself too yeah and she always convinces because
1: i know that he should be with me yeah
0: yeah even though they'll think me they later. love each other
1: yeah yeah well she does have red hair so i like that but um i think it's like a tendencies like i would joke about you That's crazy
0: yeah Jessica <laughs> will act on any whim on any impulse yeah uh, yeah um well, Denise, thank you so much oh my God, for thank joining you. This me was today. So fun. Which
1: blunders, you yeah, know, what I mean, or like absolutely.
0: issues, yeah. Um, gladiators, uh, thank you for tuning in. You know, you don't have to <laughs> post pictures of your own; you can just follow Sweet Valley Diaries. And- mm, that, uh, the greatest that photo of all time. About. And we'll do a side-by-side comparison with that <laughs> for book number thirty, the season finale of Sweet Valley Diaries. Sandra
1: nominate Jean for Pi Beta Alpha, and can their friendship last if she does?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. the faint keyboard taps that close the recording are the sounds of a woman innocently closing and saving that recording what she didn't notice was that even though she and her friend had been recording for over an hour the file was only 27 minutes long. What really happened that day? We may never know. I didn't bother to Google whether this is a common problem with this editing software. Yes, that's right. The woman in that recording was me. We will be coming to you next week with another special report, Dispatches from the Gladiator community. And then, we're going to do the bravest thing of all, Attempt to re-record the Bitter Rivals episode. God willing, we'll be able to get you a full, uncorrupted expose two weeks from today. Thank you, gladiators. Be safe out there. Now let's hope this shit recorded. Shit. Shit. some ghost named Jessica the ghost of someone named Jessica and she uh, she thought we were talking about her like or maybe she was a Jessica in a previous life oh my god that makes sense that makes sense or her name could have been Amy Sutton oh I just didn't go at a green light Glad I didn't get rear-ended.